Welcome to Flash Fiction from Giant's Reach by Steve Cook. Hey everyone, it's been a massively busy week here and uh, I'm exhausted so I'm just going to record this podcast and uh, want to wish you a good weekend, a good next week and uh, take care of yourselves. Enjoy! Train Gang Part 3 The laboratory warehouse perched at the very end of the canyon snug against the red rock wall. The little dots of soldiers, mercenaries mostly, swarmed as they gathered at the front gate. Todger shivered, despite the heat of the day, and looked at the band of silver talon. Garriott, his yellow eyes seeming to flash in time with the jewel at his throat, was giving orders. Turn the train around, and get loading. He turned and took in the remaining workers. As for the rest of you... The majority had taken to their heels as soon as the beaver and the overseer were dead. It was too far to safely walk without supplies, but Todger had heard the unmistakable sounds of the food store being ransacked mere minutes earlier. They'd be fine, maybe, or maybe dead within a couple of days. He knelt by Lewis's still body. The old man was breathing, but it was shallow. The gash on his forehead wasn't deep, but the blood had seeped under his hairline, blackening in the sun. Gently, Todger began to dab at the wound with a rag, which he moistened with spit. If you're still here, Garriott was saying, it is because you see the injustice at work here. Down there, in that warehouse, they have worked you hard, and for what? The pittance they pay you, a hard bunk at night, the slop they call food. You are humans. You might think that we are only concerned about uplifts, but look among our number. We know that the fate of humans and uplifts is intertwined, and that one cannot survive unless it has fair and equitable standing with the other. Todger looked at the ten or so workers who had stayed, seeing some of the anger and fervour that Garrett was injecting into his words echoed there. He looked back down at Lewis. The old man's chest was still rising, but each breath seemed laboured, halting. And what about those who die? he heard someone say, and was only faintly surprised to find that it was him. What about Lewis? Garriott, caught halfway through speaking, paused. Who is Lewis? This, this guy. Just a guy, a worker here. He's injured, injured bad, Todger said. I don't know whether he would want you to destroy the rails or, or kill all these folks. I didn't get the chance to ask him. But I know he wouldn't want to be dying in some dust hole. Behind Garriott, the other squirrel and the vole were carefully lifting the train turning it on its tracks until it was facing back the way it had come. Up close, it was a squat and ugly thing, made mostly of steel. It had a bulbous front end and space at the back for someone to stand, presumably to drive it, although there was no sign of the previous occupant. It had an unfinished look to it. As soon as they had rested it back on the tracks, the uplifts began to pack the driver's area with small packages, each one marked with the little hook and line symbol for yellow dust. It's certainly a sadness, Garriott began, but Todger felt a surge of anger rip through him. You don't care, though, he shouted. Everyone else stopped, turning to watch. 
Garriott narrowed his eyes. Do you? Todger looked from Lewis to the squirrel. I... You've just said. You barely knew the man. He lives. He's merely injured. We'll tend to him, of course, and if he dies, we'll mourn him, as we mourn all those who fall in our crusade. He's a person, like you, Todger muttered, and shook his head. No, not like you. You're prepared to murder innocents like Lewis, like those guards. That's what you're doing, isn't it? Garriott sighed. You really should have gone with the others if that's how you feel, he murmured. Todger yelped as strong hands grabbed at his arms, hauling him away from Lewis, away from the others. Garriott held Todger with a gaze that might have been almost sympathetic before turning to the train. Is it ready? The vole nodded, and Garriott took two brisk paces forward. He leaned into the cabin for a moment, manipulating the controls with his paws before stepping back. The train began to move, wheels grinding at first in the sandy dust. Within a few seconds it had gathered speed, racing back the way it had come much faster. This is one of three such facilities, Garriott said as they watched the train. We have plans for the other two, for they are far more fortified than this one, and will be on high alert when they hear of what we have done. Todger watched miserably as Lewis's chest rose one last time, fell, and did not rise again. A moment later, the horizon lit up with a blinding yellow flash, brighter than the sun. The heat hit them a moment later, a scalding breeze that lasted long enough to pepper them all with grit. When it was over, there was only a cloud hanging over where the facility had been, dark and bowl-shaped. The light and the heat had obliterated everything. Renewing his efforts, Todger struggled against his captors but he was helpless as Garriott turned and began to marshal everyone away. Bring him, the squirrel said. Something hard hit Todger across the back of the neck, another blinding light flashing across his vision, but this one gave way to a black pit that had no bottom and no top. Todger fell, endlessly. You've been listening to Flash Fiction written for my Patreon, Giant's Reach. If you'd like to become a supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash giantsreach, where you can find more fiction just like this, 